positive life skills with Jack Russell. Hello, welcome back to the second podcast in the series of 10, Colourful Personalities. My name's Jack Russell, motivator, coach, adventurer, and business leader. My purpose is constant improvement of people and places. My passion is about positive people, and my plans are to help others find positive change. We can't change our genes. We can't change our parents. But the one thing we can change is our environment. The determinism to change all of those three is very strong in many people. To find our best self, the best version of ourself, is for many the ultimate goal. But how do we do that? I think, first of all, we need to look at who we are, our identity. Often when I coach people, I ask them, are you positive? Are you negative? Are you dynamic or static? Um, Are you fun or boring? Are you intelligent or unintelligent? Um, Are you attractive or unattractive? All of us have an identity of how we see ourselves. And for many people, the identity is wrong. A great friend of mine is a plastic surgeon. And for years, he has sent me people um, who do not see themselves in a very positive light. These are beautiful, fantastic people, but often their self-image is very, very poor. And right in the very core of who we are as a, as a human being is our identity. A great friend of mine called Professor John Potter, a psychologist, came up with a model of how we as human beings um, show up in our world. And he talked about that idea of identity. And in fact, years ago, he went into uh, H-Block in Northern Ireland, and he talked to some people who had done some pretty atrocious things. And he asked them, how do you see yourself? You know, do you see yourself as a terrorist? Do you see yourself as, as somebody who's, who's killed people? And they turned around and said, no, we're freedom fighters. Our identity determines who we are, who we want to be, and how we're seen in the world. Imagine two cars. There's a Ferrari, red. And there's a Robin Reliant, that's a three-wheeler, green, at the bottom of a hill. Just ask yourself very quickly what would get to the top of the hill the quickest. Many people might say it'll be the Ferrari. But the question is, who's driving? Is the fuel in the vehicles? Um, What gear are they in? And many people are Ferraris, but they choose to see themselves perhaps as Robin Reliance. They choose not to see themselves as the best version that they can be. Surrounding our identity are our values. Those are our standards, our qualities, our principles, the things that we hold really dear to us. If people often go against our values, that can really cause us internal civil war. And then around, wrapped around our identity with our values are our beliefs. And if we're in conflict, if we're torn, if we are in cognitive dissonance, we feel that our values and our beliefs are not aligned, it's very uncomfortable. Think about health. A lot of people will turn around and say, my health is, is I believe, really important. Um, they choose to, to have a real high value for that. But if they choose to smoke too much, eat too much, drink too much, whatever it is, we're often in conflict. Think about the Olympic Games. The values of the Olympic Games were about um, integrity, legacy. They were about health and wellness. It was about sport and competition. 
but they chose the beliefs were to choose McDonald's, Cadbury's, and Coca-Cola to hold the Olympic Games and to, to support them. So if our values and our beliefs are in conflict, that can impact massively on our capability and ultimately <clears throat> on our state, ultimately our behavior, and then ultimately in our environment. It's very easy to change our environment and work through our behavior, through our state, through our capability, and then change the self-concept that we have of ourselves. But it's much harder to look really at who we are and the very core of who we are. So I'd like to share with you a little bit about personalities and how we can, how we can understand where our personalities come from. Our personalities are, are shaped by a lot of the choices that we make, um, the decisions that we make. In fact, I often say that the, the quality of our life depends on the quality of our decisions. The superhuman power we all have is choice. We can choose to say yes to life or, or no to life. Um, no one is an introvert or an extrovert, but we have preferences. We have a preference for introversion, and we have a preference often for extroversion, or somewhere in between where we may feel that we're an ambivert. But the preferences and the choices and the decisions that we have every single day determine who we become and who we want to become. And for some people, they're happy with, with how they are, how they show up in the world. But for others, they're always striving to just do something different, to just be somebody different. And I want to talk a little bit about the work um, that Carl Jung did when it came to, to looking at people. Carl Jung was a Swiss uh, psychologist, psychiatrist, who also wanted to see how people could better connect with others, how they could better communicate, and ultimately adapt their behavior. Um, years ago, when I was studying psychology, I did a dissertation, and I used the, the psychologists um, Eisnick and Cattell to look at personality traits um, with the devices to Westminster that I've already mentioned. And I wanted to see what type of personalities would engage in, in the world's toughest canoe race. But for many of us, we don't really have a language we, for people. We have a language for many other things. We have a language for business, a language for medicine, a language for love. Countries have languages, um, body language, sign language, technical languages. But how many of us are familiar with a language that we can speak on a daily basis to not only get the best from ourselves, but to get the best from others. And so some of the work of Eisnicke, Cattell, and Jung have led me to share with you a little bit about how we see ourselves and then perhaps how we see others and how we can have better relationships with them. I mentioned that some of us have a preference for extroversion. Um, and if you have a preference for extroversion, we often like to speak to think. Um, we often talk loudly, um, openly. Um, it's a whole running commentary of, of, of what's happening in your life. Um, you tend to move towards people, you tend to get your energy from others. You tend to be louder, more gregarious, more open. And so if you have a preference for introversion, you tend to be quieter. You tend to think to speak rather than speak to think. You tend to um, be happy with your own company. You tend to be more thoughtful, um, observe. You want to analyze what's going on before you step in. You don't always need people. You're quite happy to, to sit 
on a train, put your headphones in and just not talk to others. And then in between, a bit like being ambidextrous, we might have a foot in both camps, the ambivert. And that's where we get our energy from. And then when it comes to making our judgments or decisions, like the really big decisions in life, do we go to our head thinking or do we go to our heart feeling? And I'm not talking about the decisions such as what should I eat for breakfast. I'm talking about the big things in life, such as who should I have a relationship with? Where should I work? What job should I do? Where should I live? Those really big things. Ask yourself, do I get in my head or do I get in my heart? And if you've just thought about that and you think, well, I tend to have a preference for being extrovert or extroverted, and I have a preference for being in my head, Let's just think about an energy. These are not people, and we're not pigeonholing people. We are looking at how we can have a language for people. So let's give that extroverted thinking a color. Let's give it the color of fiery red. And if you have fiery red energy, as all of these colors are, they're all positive. But the fiery red energy might lead you to being dynamic. You want to get things done. Your motto is, let's do it now. Um, Often the motto might be, be brief, be bright, and then be gone. Get on with it. Move at speed. Everything's about pace. I haven't got time to listen. Just want to get the job done. I want to be competitive, driven and focused. And perhaps if you have that energy, think about what your opposites might have. People have a preference for introversion and a preference for being more in the heart and more in the feeling. Let's call that earth green energy. And if you've got earth green energy, chances are you're calmer, you're more relaxed, you like to listen, harmony is important to you, slow down, be emotionally intelligent, be a good listener, focus on people. And if you have a preference, again, for extroversion, but you're more heart and more feeling, let's call that color sunshine yellow. And if you have a preference for sunshine yellow, you might want to be dynamic, positive, enthusiastic, motivated. You love life. You love people. You move towards people. You talk constantly. You love to tell stories. And maybe if you have that preference for sunshine yellow, think about your opposite. Cool blue. Introverted and thinking. A preference for observing. A preference for looking at the facts and the figures and the detail. How much will it cost? When will it happen? What's the return on investment? Why are we doing this? When will it happen and why? The question why will be asked many times. And as you hear those, you might just thinking, yep, well, actually, I got a little bit of all of those. And that's the point. We have all of those four color energies, the fiery red, the earth green, the sunshine yellow and the cool blue. But actually we have them in different recipes. Think about a recipe that you have. So maybe some people might just say, well, my first preference is fiery red, backed up by sunshine yellow, backed up by, um, it might be cool blue, and then um, backed up by earth green. And we have a percentage of how much we, we show to people and how much we bring to our world. Think of these energies as taps. Some of them are really easy to turn on. 
You might find it very easy to turn on your cool blue tap or your green tap or your red or your yellow. And then there might be other taps that are really stiff to turn on. There is a term which is treat people as you'd like to be treated or treat people as they'd like to be treated. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could have better relationships with people because we understood their colorful personalities. We understood how to press the right buttons to get the right results from them, the best from them, which would ultimately give us better relationships with them. So all of these colors are amazing. However, on a bad day, as many things can do, they, they go wrong. Overplayed strengths can become a weakness. Think about fiery red on a bad day. This energy starts to become aggressive, dominant, bullish, overbearing, pushy, and it take that hill, any hill right now, do it. Earth green, on a bad day, stubborn, passively aggressive. I'll do what I want. Don't tell me what to do because you won't know what I'm thinking, but I know what I'm thinking and feeling. And on a really bad day, earth green can flip into fiery red. They've taken so much time just taking, taking the pressure until they suddenly say, I've had enough. And they snap into red and do it really badly. Bad energy red. And then spend the rest of the week apologizing. I'm so sorry, I never meant it. I feel awful. And sunshine yellow probably say they never have bad days. But on a bad day, sunshine yellow is tangential. They're distracted. They lack focus. Oh, look, there goes a helicopter. Squirrel. They're all over the place. And they can become moody on a really bad day and bring the whole room down as they can bring the whole room up. And then cool blue on a bad day. Don't touch them. Don't hug them. Leave them alone. Let them be by themselves. Because on a really bad day, they don't want to be necessarily with people. They need to retreat into their cave. So leave him or her alone and let them be. And when these color energies are also pushed to the brink. And I work a lot with GPs, and I've often talked about this. Fiery red can cause stress when it comes to mental health. Earth green can take the world on and want to please everybody and can end up causing depression. And sunshine yellow can feel so overwhelmed that what often happens is that they can feel very anxious. And then earth, then cool blue, can feel very obsessed, very compulsive in their behavior. So all of these colors can lead to, to people really struggling with their, with their mental health. Um, in London, uh, I saw in a lift, somebody was standing there and they were constantly pressing the button on the lift. And they pressed it so many times, hoping it would come quicker. You can see the colors there. There was somebody literally looking at the detail of how many people were in the lift looking at the maximum kg to see whether or not the lift was was overloaded there was somebody else letting everybody else onto the lift no no please you go you go after you and then there was somebody talking to everyone on the way up in the lift we all bring colorful personalities to our society to our world to our lives but wouldn't it be fantastic if we could understand what people's first second, third, and fourth preference was and the amount of energy they bought so that we could then start having better relationships with people. We could treat them 
as they want to be treated, not as we want to be treated. And then <clears throat> I often think about people going into meetings with loved ones or friends or, or family. And I ask people, would you just go in with fiery red energy straight away for a meeting? And seldom people say yes. So I ask people, well, what color would you use to have a fantastic meeting? And people say, well, if we went in with sunshine yellow, we could connect with people. We could talk with people, be interested in them. We could make sure that we are on the same wavelength with them. And then maybe we could go earth green because everybody wants to be listened to and with. But if we really listen deeply to people, we take that lovely color of green, earth green, and we listen to people. Tell me all about you. Let me really listen deeply to you. But if we listen to people, often we never get to the point. So then we need to bring perhaps the red energy in. We get to the point. Why are we here? What are we going to do? What changes can we make? And then finally, we then tap into the blue. We tap in to that blue energy, which is the facts and the figures and the detail. When will it happen? How is it going to happen? Who do we need to make the plan? So all of us have got these color energies. Some people will have the opposing energies. There'll be intention. Um, we talked about cognitive dissonance early. So you might have somebody that leads with, with fiery red, but then it's backed up by earth green, the opposite color. You might notice that when they come and see you, they want to get to the point, make things happen quickly. And then they turn around and say, how are you? How's things? Tell me about you. Or you might have somebody that is leading with sunshine yellow. And they walk in to see you and they are literally up there, positive, dynamic. And then the second color is backed up by cool blue. And therefore they just jump straight into the detail and the facts and the figures. So, wouldn't it be wonderful to know every single time you have any interaction with somebody, you could look them in the eyes, you could watch their body language, you could understand how they communicate, and then start to give back so that you have better relationships with them. People often say to me, Jack, where is leadership with these four colors? And as my daughter pointed out, leadership is all over um, these four colors, being able to inspire people with the sunshine yellow, being able to make things happen with the fire red, being able to be emotionally intelligent with the earth green, and being able to deal with the detail and the facts with the cool blue. It's all there. And people often get confused and say, well, hang on, where's, where's confidence um, with these colors? Well, you can be quietly confident. You can be loud and confident. You, know, you can work with your head with the colors of, of blue and red, but actually make sure that you focus on the people with the green and the yellow. And why these colors? Well, they're visual. They're easy to, to remember. They're easy to understand and to, to perhaps give a language that very quickly people can use to start getting the best from each other. Over the last... Um, 16 years, <clears throat> I've been working with um, Insights Discovery, who use this uh, as, as their tool for, um, for people development. And this year, we hope to do over just to reach 10,000 profiles. We're, we're very close to that. And these profiles are a, um, 
a 20-page document that come back about how people see themselves. People spend half an hour filling in the profile, and then a 20-page document comes back about you. And it's a bit like a Haynes manual. If you know a Haynes manual, it's it's the sort of A to, to Z of how to, to actually sort a car out and mend it. And this is almost like an A to Z of you as a human being. Kind of looks at your strengths, your weaknesses, perhaps some of your hopes and fears, how to deal with your opposite types, areas for development. And whenever I give these profiles to people, people are gobsmacked. And many say that it's like, somebody's lived in my sock drawer for the last six months and they've just watched me and here's this document. And many people are often deluded. Many people don't really know how they come across or show up in the world. If you've ever seen yourself on a video, you might think, gosh, do I look like that? If you hear yourself on an answer machine, you might think, do I sound like that? We often don't know how we come across and understanding our strengths and our weaknesses Understanding that perhaps when we're stressed <clears throat> or, or really having a bad day, we might drop into our second color. Understanding that we'll have a conscious persona is in the way that we want the world to see us. It's kind of how we act. And then we might have a less conscious persona is how we react, um, perhaps when we're relaxed or stressed. And understanding that we need to put energy to either dial up or dial down those different colors a bit like turning on a stiff tap or, or perhaps turning off the really easy tap. But ultimately, ask yourself this. How well do you know yourself? How well do you know others? Think about your relationships, your personal relationships. Are you getting the best out of the other person? You're getting the best out of you. You're getting the best out of your work colleagues loved ones, friends, family members. Because being interested in the otherness of the other is massively important. You can have whatever you want or need in life as long as you help enough other people get what they want or need in life. Get the best out of you to get the best out of others. To be continued. <laughs>